Well, welcome to the Situation Report for September 11, 2023. I was hesitant to do a Situation Report on 9-11. This is Lieutenant Colonel Murray. And I was hesitant to do a Situation Report today just because it's 9-11 and so many mixed messages over the weekend around 9-11. I think it's interesting that I think a good portion of the population was waiting for some kind of an event to happen today because there was almost zero activity on most of the most of the social media sites today. No political. There was there was only news related stories that were being pushed out. There's really no conversation. There wasn't a bunch of you know, remember 9-11 or a bunch of conspiracy stuff around 9-11. There were some memes about it, but it wasn't like in years past. And I think that's because a good portion of the population was waiting to see what was going to happen. And to be honest with you, I didn't expect anything to happen. It would be too obvious if something were to happen on 9-11. Plus, it wouldn't fit the, the, the larger scope of what they're trying to do. and. There's a, there's a ton of things to break down today, especially when you look at the, the national and geopolitical at the international level right now. There's several things that are going on right now, which um, I don't want to say defy logic because that's not the right word. It, it is. There's several things going on right now that are, in my mind, ahead of schedule. Case in point, there's, there's, there was a story usually once a month about China's economy and how China's economy was stuttering or having issues, right? So they want to ramp you up and message it, and they start to message it more and more as they get closer to the date that they have in mind. It's like any other any other target activity, right? When you're in a business and the IT team is going to do a, they're going to do a change in the, in the production environment, they message it throughout the company. They're going to change something in the corporate environment, like they're going to change multi-factor authentication and move you off of passwords. They message it over a month at a very specific cadence so that people see it and take action before it actually happens. And that's to minimize the, the blowback to the IT team once the change is made. Same thing. When you plan an information operation, you're planning the operation so that you hit specific cadence points before the actual event. So if you want to, in, in case in point, in Iraq, we before the elections, we put a no roll in place. So nobody could, you know, there's no driving. You had to walk everywhere. You had to walk to your polling station. We basically locked the place down so that we could do the elections and control traffic and not have people driving car bombs into polling centers. And. It was very targeted messaging for almost three months before the election happened. Get out and vote. Here's where you're going to vote. And then we had to move the polling stations around and, and do some fake polling stations to keep the enemy off balance. But even with all of that, we still messaged it, you know, twice a week for the first for, for the first month, three times a week, the second month, the third month was four times a week. And then the last last month into the last the last day, it was literally every day moving to twice a day, three times a day, five times a day. You see how the cadence builds up till you get to the event? That's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the cadence build up of messages around China's economy, the global economy, 
the situation on the ground in all these countries like Armenia and Azerbaijan and the situation on the ground and all the activity that's in the South China Sea and the conflict or the, uh, the you know, the tensions between China and Japan and China and the Philippines and the South China Sea, all of that is messaging. They're stepping you towards kinetic conflict. They're stepping you towards the global economy collapsing all at the same time. That's what the messaging's for. It's not for to just say China's economy is stuttering. Every economy is stuttering. Now, is there a difference between China's economy and, and other economies? Absolutely. China's underwritten hundreds of com- uh, hundreds of countries with this Belt and Road Initiative, and they've 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 had issues with their own economy. And like any other communist system, they obfuscate everything, and they and the system crumbles upon itself. So two things could be true at once: their economy could be imploding, our economy could be, you know, slowly struggling to continue. But at some point, they're all going to collapse. And over the weekend, I posted um, a video on Rumble that uh, Daniel Estlin posted, and I'll, I'll put it in the notes for uh, both. Uh, RSS as well as on uh, Rumble, so that you can actually go watch. I had to watch it twice. So, if you don't know who Daniel Estelin is, he wrote the book Bilderberg, and he's he's written several several books. He's given speeches in front of the UN Parliament, and he's he's incredibly well versed, and he gets the bigger he gets the bigger picture. I mean, he he understands the geopolitical landscape and the IMF a hell of a lot better than I think most people on the planet. But most importantly, he he's able to articulate it in a, articulate it in a way that people can consume it. And I'd listen to it twice because there was parts of it I missed the first time, parts of it I missed the second time. And then the third time I skipped to the parts that I missed so that I could cover down on those parts and and make sure I heard it all the right way and heard what he was saying. And essentially he says some, some of the same things I've been saying for a while. Um, I'll bet he's been saying them a hell of a lot longer though. But one of the things that I've noticed is that there's not an end state or a vision of the end state that the elite have right now. And it's very obvious in their actions, in the way they're doing things. And, and you know, there's all this talk about they're desperate, there's desperate moves. I think there is some desperation in there because a lot of their plans are blowing up. It's like the COVID thing, right? The COVID thing blew up the day that they started making plans for it. And I'm seeing people's, people in masks and the New Mexico governor over the weekend, you know, basically tried to nullify the Second Amendment, which is completely unconstitutional and way, way, um, so such a massive abuse of her power. I'm surprised the law enforcement officials sitting with her in the video didn't arrest her on the spot. But that should tell you how compromised people are. But the bigger picture is, is that you're seeing these moves done without coordination. And that tells me that the alliances and how this all works at the global level is there's not these there's not this massive conspiracy it just doesn't work that way if you understand the elite and the elite circles in new york city 
there's there's strata. Each one of those tiers of strata, there's an order to it, right? You got the oldest money in New York City, the people, the families that have been there for, you know, 200 years that have retained their wealth, they've retained their, their status. They're at the very tippy top, right? Those are the Rockefellers. Those are the, the, the Vanderbilts, the, 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 um, uh, the Rothschilds, because there's the Rothschild here, there's Rothschild. There's a, there's a number of families, right? That's old money. That's old establishment money. It's been, a, it's been in the, the country for 200 years. It, it's, that's the top of the strata. And then you have other players at the lower stratas. Trump's in one of the lower stratas. He's been around New York his whole life. He's worked with all the the, the, the gangsters in New York to get real estate deals done. He's he's moved around the, the, the crowds and the strata. And part of the reason why I'm explaining this is that the global the global elite operate in very similar ways. You got to remember we're talking about families that have ruled Europe. They've ruled um, Asia, they've ruled um, Africa for hundreds of years. And these families are still there. There's, you know, there's talk of the Council 300, the the, the um, Bilderberg Group, the, oh, there's so many Knights of Malta, there's, there's all these different names. But it boils down to the same thing. It's people. People all have different agendas. They have different belief systems. They have different ways of operating. And within those stratas and within that strata, there's a defined pecking order. And they don't always agree. They don't always get along. They don't always agree. So there's all these loose marriages of convenience. And you saw the effort to get rid of Trump. And that effort to get rid of Trump you could you could analyze that at nauseum. You can analyze Trump's action in office at nauseum. You can analyze his post office activities. But what we're seeing right now, whether it's a plan, whether Trump's distraction doesn't matter. What matters is that the big picture of this is that you're seeing those marriages of convenience fray, fall apart. They get dismantled. There's a lot of different things going on at the highest levels of strata. And part of it is they don't have a vision of the future and they can't articulate what they want the future to look like. And again, part of it's because you're dealing with people that are in their late 70s, their late 80s. They've, they've, technology is fairly new to them. They were, they've never been immersed in technology, so they don't really understand it. And then you have, the tech oligarchs here, Sergey Brin, Eric Schmidt, and they're trying to build a social scoring system that overlaps the entire U.S. economy, the U.S. control grid, the U.S. surveillance grid, all these different pieces. And they're trying to integrate healthcare information. They're trying to make this technocracy. Then you have the old money in Europe that's just trying to kill off the population and bring in a new workforce so they have this subjugated class and it goes back to serfdom. All these conflicting agendas. And they want to do that, they want to create a serfdom using technology and this technocracy, and they want to sit over the top of it. 
You can't do that if you don't understand the technology you're working with and you don't have a clear vision for what you want on the other side of that. It creates a mountain of what in the in the tech industry is called churn. When you don't have a clear vision of what you're trying to build, what you get on the other side is a kludgy mess. You have to have a very, very clear vision of what you're trying to build, how you want to build it, and what you want it to look like on the other end for it to come to fruition. And they don't have a, they just do not have a view of the future. That's what you're seeing play out on the world stage. They've got all these events timed to get the population to go along with it. But what they're missing is consistent messaging for what they want, right? And then you have this communist piece of this laying over the top of it because they want to instill the serfdom as a communist regime. Well, you can't do that if most of the population doesn't believe in communism in the first place. It's like the whole defund the police conversation. You're making the assumption that the population, by and large, is peaceful so that when you reduce the size of the police force, that the criminals aren't going to run rampant and that the society isn't going to go apeshit. You, you've, you've based your decisions on a set of core assumptions that simply do not exist in the real world. And it's because you don't understand the technology that you're trying to use to shape that, that message and to shape that narrative. That's what we're seeing. And so it's frayed, and it comes across as this disjointed effort, but it's all for the same thing. While we're sitting here, while I'm sitting here talking right now, they are turning on a national censorship shit or a global censorship grid via Google, Sergey Brin, Eric Schmidt, and that whole set of malcontents across the planet. And it doesn't matter which search platform you use whether it's DuckDuckGo, whether it's Google, they'll do the same thing they did the pharmaceuticals have done with the, the healthcare industry. They're going to coerce everybody they can to go along with their system. And they do it through financial coercion, they do it through direct coercion, and they do it through competition. They eliminate, they eliminate your ability to compete or they deplatform you. They're all working towards the same end. It's just, it's disjointed because they don't have a unified view of the world. And ultimately what that results in is it results in chaos and all this ambiguity and churn. And that churn eventually turns into conflict. Because when you don't have a unified purpose or a vision or an end state, everything literally falls apart, frays apart because everybody's working on different initiatives that don't roll up to the same thing. That's why vision is so important in any business. You have to have a unified vision. Vision, And the CEO's job is to sell the vision to the customers as well as to the employees to get them to work towards the same goal. But they have a very, very clear view of what they want the product or service to look like when it's delivered to the customer. It's exactly the same thing for an information an information campaign. You're trying to deliver something people will believe, and it has to be clear and concise so they can consume it and say, yeah, that's real. And part of the reason why you're seeing this uptick in cyber attacks, you're seeing this uptick in outages, 
it's they're trying to gen towards a black swan event in october the the whole um ebs broadcast on october 4th with all the messaging around that and the covid they wanted to do a lockdown and a and a global health or environmental emergency and then lock down the country again cats out of the bag you got to switch to war plan b because everybody knows it's coming and the conversation that's going on right now is well how many people are going to resist how many people are going to are going to go along with it it doesn't matter what matters is their message their narrative has been disrupted so now they have to move to something else the more that we disrupt their narratives the more that we interdict what they're trying to do and raise public awareness the more it disrupts their plans and I hate to say it, but that's what that's what we need to do is interdict their plans to the point where they fall apart. The country's headed towards the rocks anyway. It doesn't matter what you do. You can't change that course now. We crossed the, the precipice on November 8th of 2022. That's when the country went over the edge. We had a chance between 2020 and 2022 to right the ship, and we didn't do it. And now it's just got to go into the abyss. So the best thing we can do is drive it into the abyss so they have no control over it whatsoever. That's the best and only mechanism for us to regain control of the country. Because the more in disarray they are, the better off we are to organize and the more time we have to organize. And they're already starting to disarm people. They, they couldn't get legislation through to disarm people through taking away the Second Amendment right. So they're using the ATF and the IRS to go after federal firearms dealers, meaning gun gun sales. They're going after the gun shows. And they've just rolled up a pastor, took all of, all of his weapons, his FFL, everything he was selling. So they're obviously hitting the gun show, for, gun show circuit, circuit first. Which, by the way, the gun show circuit has always been an Achilles heel for the ATF and the elite because transactions would happen on the floor and they would never know about them. The whole system of control is predicated on them having the maximum amount of information, meaning they know how many guns you have, they know what kind of guns, they know where you know how much ammo you bought. They could get that from from purchase records from your from your bank, and trust me. They're using AI to do that. But instead of legislating away the Second Amendment, they're going after federal firearms licenses and they're taking away the ability to, to, for people to buy guns. And they'll leave a few token big box stores that sell guns. But I guarantee you that if they're able to eliminate all of the FFLs, there will be no guns on the shelf that you you can buy that will be worthwhile. It won't be you won't be buying ARs. That's that's what they're doing now. In those eighty seven thousand IRS agents, they're going after businesses. They're they're going after small business. They're not going after big box. They're not going after oligarchs. They're all in on it. They're planning for something major, and if if. Estulin's right. They're building bunkers because they're expecting this to go kinetic and be a hot war for several years. They're going to be underground in a bunker. They think they're going to come out, roll out all this technology. War will be over. 
I hate to break it to him, but there's no scenario. No matter how much war gaming they do, no, no matter how much AI they use, there's no scenario that lets them control chaos, which is what they're about to to unleash on the on the planet. And when that happens, they're going to completely lose control. It's not going to work out for them. It just doesn't work out for them. And you look at all the weird things that are going on right now that don't make sense. Lightning strikes in the middle of water. Lightning strikes on these specific places and specific monuments across the planet. Weird, weird cloud formations. Weird weather patterns all over the planet. Floods in places it doesn't normally flood. That's weather manipulation. That's exactly what that is. We don't we don't see this kind of weather, but they're they're using obviously some kind of technology to manipulate the weather so that they can they can declare a climate crisis and then they want to they want to tie in a medical crisis in with that they're going to hit us with all this stuff all at the same time with the financial and everything else what i don't the the part that most people can't put together is what are they going to use for an army they don't need to use an army their whole plan is predicated on the fact you're going to be scared and you're going to sign up for whatever they're selling you so that you can eat you can't fall for that. You have to be prepared for it. And, you know, I've had folks argue with me and 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 make comments on both Rumble and True Social that, you know, it looks like it's going to come in 2024. It could. I don't know when this is going to happen. I'm looking at what's what's converging in October, and nothing nothing that's converging in October looks good for us. Because when do they like to crash the economy? October, November. When was the Great Depression started? October, November. I mean, it didn't really take a, you know, take hold until the following year. But case in point, there's a day they're they're moving towards, and the COVID narrative was part of it. And I think we've disrupted that. We'll see. I mean, proof of the pudding. They were supposed to announce on sub- September, uh, I think, fourteenth or fifteenth, is when they're gonna they're gonna talk about mass mandates for for air travel again. And you know the Karens are coming out. I'm just waiting for the people to come out with baseball bats to beat the shit out of them as soon as they open their mouths this time, because there's a whole host of people that are going to do that this time. This will get violent. Although I keep saying that, and they keep going after gun, you know, uh, FFLs, and nobody seems to care about that. And I can't tell if it's because they don't care, or if it's because they're just too busy trying to make a living, they're not paying attention, or if it's just not getting out. I can't tell. But the bigger picture is, until they have a clear vision of the future, we're not going to see any kind of united actions across across any of these different verticals that they're working and they're working a lot of lines of effort right now they're working food production they're working mrna vaccines they're working food distribution they're working cyber attacks they're working weather weather issues and natural disasters they're working all kinds of stuff all at the same time 
and it all looks like it's converging in October. So if you hear me say anything tonight, be ready. And, and be as ready as you can. And you should be that way 80% of, you know, you should be 80% ready 100% of the time. And you should be using your stuff, exercising the things you have and replenishing the, the, the things that you use. That's how the games play. Uh, and that's the focus of the, of the channel, really, is to get everybody to see the bigger picture, to put the pieces together, to be able to to discern and see what you know what's converging, and get out of the get out of the day to day noise. I mean, the day to day noise of sports and and what's going on in the sports world, what's going on in the local news. Who cares? All of it's scripted nonsense. I think even sports is scripted nonsense. We've gotten to be the the. The, the whole system is so corrupt that everything is just a show. There's no substance to anything anymore. I mean, they're even giving up on Zelensky. They're throwing him under the bus now because they figured out that Ukraine is not going to make the gains against the Russian army. I mean, they're rolling out T-55 tanks. I saw that today. They're rolling out T-55s. Man, you're scraping the barrel when you're rolling out a a 1950s era tank to go after the the Russians I means you're out of stuff. And I said back in January, once they start running out of stuff and the army starts to to implode, which is what's happening, where they don't get sustainment, they don't get food and water, they're going to give up in mass. And then it's just going to be a land grab. And the question is, is NATO going to backstop that? Because if NATO backstops it, then we're in a hot war with Russia. That isn't going to last very long because we don't have a lot of reserves and we don't have a lot of stuff we can ship over there. And most importantly, when they start interdicting all of our comms and all of our logistics, you're going to see a whole different show take place. And that's the show of retreat, if we can retreat. And then there's the whole parade of dead Americans that are coming back to the U.S. that they can't be replaced with replacements because we don't have it. They're going to use that as a justification to put all these people that are coming across the border in uniform and send them into war. Remember, they don't give a shit about us. We're just we're just cattle to them. They'll move the cattle around the board as much as they need to to all the different pastures to keep the cattle fed, but they don't care how many people they throw into the meat grinder. So the show's going to change. The question is, how disjointed is that show going to show up? And how crazy is it going to be when it happens? That's really what the, the metric is. It's not going to be for anything else. And then there's the piece around what are they going to do with Biden? What's going to happen with him? I think they're going to take him out within the next two months. I think by 1 January, we'll have a different president. And it's sounding like it's not going to be Gavin Newsom. They're messaging now and changing the messaging around him that he's not going to run for president. That says that they've got somebody even more awful than him to bring in. Don't think for one second they don't have a replacement for him. The thing you need to think through is they're working out how do they start messaging it to the rest of the world and to the U.S. population so they'll accept it which is why I talked about the way you message delivery of something before you deliver it so you can prepare and set conditions 
for the population to accept it. That's what we're going to start seeing now. We're already starting to see the message around the economy. Chinese economy first, then European economy, then the U.S. economy. That's how the game always flows, right? Remember, they're in complete control of all of these different pieces. They wouldn't be doing this if they didn't have control of it. Where they're going to lose control is when one of those relationships frays because somebody's not invited to the table or somebody's feelings hurt, and then you're going to see them lose control because of that that conflict. And that's when things are going to go sideways. And the more we interdict their plans, the more they have to readjust their plans. That's why it's so important to be paying attention to signal and not to the noise. And signal is intel that comes out about what they're going to do next. Signal is what's really going on on the ground in Ukraine. I don't, I don't believe anything out of Russia, out of MOD in Russia, out of any Russian news agency. I don't believe anything out of Ukraine or the U.S. media. What's what we see on the ground? What actually happens on the ground? Where those, the, where those forces are moving? That's signal. All the rest of it is conjecture. And then on top of that, all this weather manipulation, I'm looking to see what environmental thing they try and declare. Because the environmental, that whole narrative has been disrupted by Musk and others. And it makes me wonder if they're purposely disrupting the narrative on the environmental piece so they can use something else and trade it out for some other emergency. There's a wide variety of choices they have. They're going to play the right play for for the moment that they can sell. And thus far, they haven't been been able to sell anything because no one trusts the establishment, the news media, the banks, or any financial institution for that matter. And that's thrown a monkey wrench into all of their plans. And now when you add to it that the public doesn't trust the medical system, big pharma, the big box stores like Amazon and everybody else, and then you throw in the fact that they don't trust the government, the news media, or any of the establishment, you have a recipe for a very hard sell. And that very hard sell will be their Achilles heel no matter what they do. Because they rely on your fear and compliance to get what they want. That's the piece that we have to do now is resist that's our one mission is resist and i keep saying it i keep saying it for a reason because it's starting to resonate when somebody asks you what are you going to do when the covid mandates come back i'm going to resist what do you do if they declare martial law i'm going to resist in any way i can that's what our mission is folks that's what we need to do next Should be preparing. But keep that over the next several weeks as things, they're going to flood the system with all kinds of weird messages. They're going to flood the system with garbage. Case in point, I was sent a video the other day. It was a video about all the Jews that were on Trump's cabinet. And I watched the video, and it was it was like naming off all these people, you know, uh, you know, uh, I can't think of 
Trump's finance guy, a Mnuchin. Mnuchin, Ozakanazi Drew, Jew, or whatever it is. And then so and so, Gary Cohen, Jew. And he's and they go, they literally go down the number. They're all Ozakanazi or whatever it is, Jews, right? And then they show all these pictures of Hitler that are all human. Like he's, you know, he's holding kids, he's he's doing stuff with with, with um, you know, normal people. And then the last part of the video is about um Trump. And you know, it's it's clearly it's it's clearly counter psyop information to blame a specific group, label a specific group. I mean, it's literally right out of World War II Goebbels propaganda is what it really is, and they're just replaying and regurgitating the same stuff. But that video made the rounds, and I didn't post it in my channel because I'm like, I'm not posting this garbage. This stuff, this this screams of counter narrative, and it's like literally right out of out of World War II. Literally. And you're going to see more of that stuff. The way you discern through it is use, just use some common sense. Nobody really knows what Trump's deal is. I don't think he's what everybody thinks he is. I think he's a controlled asset. I think he's been controlled since he came in the White House. I think he's been controlled, you know, after. And I think that whatever, whatever his role is, if you've read pawns in the game, you're going to see that they use people until they're not useful and then they liquidate them. And Tucker Carlson's already said it. They've already set the narrative to liquidate Trump. Now, what the public does after that's a whole different deal, but they're already setting the stage for that. And that's right in their game plan, right? It's right in their playbook, all of it. And every, everything we're seeing is right out of the communist playbook, every bit of this. They lower the living standard, and they get you to accept a lower living standard. They lower it again. It's a frog in the boiling pot of water. That's what they're doing. That's why they're jacking up the housing rates so you can't afford housing. They're jacking up the food rates so you can't afford food. They're jacking up the, the cost of loans so you can't buy anything. They're lowering your cost of standard every single your cost your standard of living every single day, and you're not even paying attention to it. You're just accepting it and you're continuing to work hard. But it's right out of the communist playbook, every bit of it. All this, and I've been saying this for three years now. Everything we're seeing is a script that's right out of the communist manifesto. Every piece of this. And if you know anything about Marx and Lenin, Marx was a he was a deconstructionist. Everything the guy wrote was about deconstruction, destroying deconstruction. They're deconstructing our country right in front of us. So if you think you're going to play in the old system and you're going to have you're going to achieve results, it's the definition of crazy. Repeating the same series of events, expecting something different. The best thing we can be doing right now is visualizing what we want on the other side of this and working towards building that future and unifying under a picture of what do we want to see on the other side? What kind of a country do we want? What kind of a society do we want? What is our value system? What is our moral compass? What is our belief system? You don't need it. You don't need an ideology, but you need a belief system. And our ideology for years was capitalism. Is capitalism the right thing? Look at what it brought us: corruption, crime, fraud, money laundering. 
And I'm not even touching the human trafficking, slavery, or the child trafficking. That's the, that's the issue our generation has to solve. I don't know how to do that yet. But for us to come out of this, unity is a hill we're going to die on. We have to unify under a, a very, very common and very specific moral compass and ideology that will drive us forward. We all have to agree on it. And if that's the Constitution, great. If that's the 1871 Constitution, doesn't matter what it is. For us to come out of this, we have to have a clear vision for the other side. That's what we need to start thinking through. And stop thinking that the old system can be reformed. It can't. It's dead. It's already, it's already gone. They're wiping their ass with the Constitution right now. IRS is. They have their own law system, their own court system. They're outside. They're above the law. Same with the ATF. They're operating outside the law right now. And there's no checks and balances. Our system of governance is dead. So now we have to start looking forward and moving forward in a different direction. That's that's the homework. And then keep keep your eye on the bigger picture. Don't get wrapped up in the, the like this whole conversation about 2024. Like we're never getting to 24. We're never getting to that election is never gonna happen. I don't care how you wish it, will it, want it, create it, whatever. Never going to happen. They're architecting everything in front of you right now and messaging every front, everything in front of you right now to tell you that we are not going to let it happen because we can't give up control. That is their Achilles heel. Their arrogance will be their undoing. You're going to see them. They're going to trip up, and then there'll be an opportunity to completely disrupt and destroy their plans. It's going to happen. That's how it goes. So over the next the next couple of weeks, as the messages come hot and heavy and the narratives start to change, look for the convergence of the economy, the, the environment, and either the logistical system or some kind of a medical emergency along with that, if not kinetic. They're all coming, folks. And I, and I think we're right on that. We're on the precipice of it. Keep saying it, but I keep saying it because I keep getting people say, no, 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 we're, we're fine. Okay, good luck with that. I'm prepared for whatever. And I'm I'm reaching out to people around me right now. And I'm strengthening my sphere of influence. You know, I'm I'm working with the people that I that I trust the most, talking to them on a regular basis, making sure everybody's squared away. I'm doing second checks of, of all my stuff, my plans, etc. You should be doing that too right now. Don't wait. And don't give up faith and don't give up hope. I have faith in the American people and I have hope for our future. We're going through this to remind ourselves of all the things that we have taken for granted forever and ever. That's what we're going through this for. Don't lose hope. God bless. One team, one fight.